Hello and welcome to the Pomp and Things podcast, a pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We are your hosts, Chapman Groskell, Alec Erickson, and Nicole Conklin. Ah, so it's a very snowy day out today after our week of gorgeousness. I'm really, really hungry. It's a Friday, so let's do this thing. Let's just jump into it. March 3rd is a week away, which means we're a week away from the Nintendo Switch, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and the new Logan movie. Thoughts? Um, yeah, so Nintendo Switch, all week long, we've been seeing a lot of people get, like, their early access, kind of hands-on things. Looks interesting enough. I'm still not completely sold to get one at launch. I didn't realize, like, how small the actual Switch is. Mm -hmm. It's, like, not much bigger than an iPhone 6 Plus. Yeah, they're really banking on this whole portability aspect of it. What's also kind of strange to me is, like, how much an addition... Like, if you want, like, an actual controller versus, like, the Joy-Con controllers, how much additionally that will cost you at launch? 60? It's around $70 70. for one of the Elite controllers mm-hmm. on top of, like, all the games you're buying at launch. And so you're spending, like, an additional, like, near, like, $200 or more, depending on how much you get. Do you guys remember how much when they launched the Wii U? Because that was, like, I felt that was ridiculous at the, launch. The Pro Controller was really pricier for yeah. the Wii U. Yeah, and so I wonder if they're trying to take a different avenue and try to have, like, a bit of a cheaper portable console. Yeah. But... Well, and I also read somewhere that the the Wii, or not the Wii U, the Switch has a low power mode that apparently drains, like, 2% over, like, 8 hours. Like, it la- will last a very long time, so wow. apparently is really really good but i don't know what like the power is like and yeah. how things are but yeah i i went on to a nintendo switch subreddit this morning i was looking at some stuff and apparently nintendo is doing this thing where they're going to like random locations setting up these booths and just letting people try out switch like random locations like on top of mountains and stuff okay it, okay. it was a really really i i just saw a picture i didn't look into the marketing scheme um but it looks really really interesting do you think you guys are gonna get it down the road yes i'm not going to get one at launch i was thinking about it for a while and i really really want to play breath of the wild mm-hmm. i I mainly just don't have the financial capacity right now, but I definitely want one. Um, I also am so busy with everything. I might think about one after spring break. Right. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you where it's like it's appealing to me to at least want to get a Switch, but definitely not right away at launch. And so I'm just going to kind of let it simmer, see how like the masses do with it after launch because everyone knows like the press kind of is like a limited number. But like once these things hit like full market, we'll see kind of how everyone does with a switch mm-hmm. how nintendo kind of handles that see if it so, has any issues too. yeah and so i'll give it a little while at least to see and maybe test the water and when i just i honestly like i'm like i'm happy excited about the switch but the only games it keeps doing a java update in the middle of recording and i hate it i need to turn off the input for the pc sorry tangent <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for Breath of the Wild. That's mm-hmm. honestly the only reason I care about the Switch. I think it looks like a good console, but there's mm-hmm. nothing that looks amazing so far. But I want Breath of the Wild so badly. It, it looks, looks like so like, it looks like the best Zelda game mm-hmm. in and years. And the graph, I mean, it was beautiful it's in gorgeous. all the trailers. Yeah. How do you feel about um, them making this a DLC game now? That's... I'm I'm totally okay with it. Um, they Nintendo has done really really good with their first party title DLC. Yeah. Um, you look at Mario Kart, Mario Kart like you got so you got basically the other like an extra game with like for fifteen dollars to the DLC. But even like looking at their DLC bundles, it was basically like their first bundle doesn't even have like 
a whole lot of new content yeah it's just like new items that you can use yeah and i think it looks i don't know i don't have an issue with it and a new map feature like what's a new map feature that you would pay for you know but the second one comes with like apparently a very brand new hard mode which um we're hoping it's very master quest-esque um so i'm 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 okay with it i don't have an issue with it i mean who doesn't do dlc like every big name uses dlc and like i don't think that nintendo like should be shamed for doing it and they're still making it way cheaper and way more accessible and still like you hate i hate ea because you know they'll release a half finished game and then finish it with dlc but that's not what nintendo is doing here they're releasing a finished game and saying hey if you want to pay extra you can get these extra features but you won't have be missing like part of the game if you don't get it see i feel like the way it kind of needs to be handled and what nintendo should have done is not like right before launch be like hey also there's gonna yes. be dlc i don't think they should have don't announced do it, it like a week before launch i think it should have but also well if they were to do it a week before launch the way they did they should have announced that it was coming with like the master edition mm-hmm. i don't because apparently it's not yeah um or like we haven't heard any confirmation that it is yeah so that's the only thing is like if somebody paid for the master edition which was like 120 dollars and comes with all these different things you would think it would come with a season pass as well yeah because that's how like a lot of other triple a games are is like you have the 60 dollars version which is your base one but then a lot of them do like ultimate editions that come with like season pass and mm-hmm. they only do that for like 70 80 dollars so it's not mm-hmm. too much more expensive on your I think, purchase i think what the breath of the wild dlc or not the dlc the season pass is what i think is 20 dollars, mm-hmm. and it gets you at least three dlcs that we know of two of which are pretty pretty like have some good content mm-hmm. in them mm-hmm. so i think it's fine yes yeah, the first dlc bad. is gonna be basic but i think that most people won't buy that one, but if they are going to buy it, they'll probably just get the season pass because you get at least two really cool DLCs for an extra $20. Yeah. Which is just like in the grand scheme of things, usually they're like 20 each. So, yeah. I mean, it's quite it's, a good deal. I think they'll probably be 15 each, I'm yeah. guessing. Mm-hmm. So, this is probably a really great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're also getting Logan on Friday, yep. um, which mm-hmm. just looks incredible. Looks incredible. I have been well reading up on it, yes. and it has gotten rave reviews from pretty much every source I've been reading. Nice. Which it's just apparently it's very grounded and it's quite heavy in content, but it's the most um what's the word I'm looking for? It's just so moving, I guess, mm-hmm. and and it really stays true to the character nice. and I just think that's really cool. Instead of like this fruity no offense Avengers is a great example mm-hmm. where it's just a- appealing to too many audiences essentially. Yes. And mm-hmm. Logan apparently is just like cut to the bone very emotional and nice. i'm so excited for it and well um there's two things that i've got about that is one that um um uh what's his name uh plays logan Hugh uh Hugh jackman. Jackman. <laughs> i'm sorry i the was the main person jackson was like popping on my head i am a mess this morning i yeah class was very tiring this morning anyway Hugh jackman um has said that although he's pretty much done with the x-men series he would be willing to come back and play wolverine if wolverine was ever in the marvel cinematic universe okay um which would be a dream come true i mean we we managed to get spidey um so who knows if if in 10 years or in five years where we'll be at yeah my thoughts on that are if uh if marvel does somehow pick up the rights to the x-men universe again I feel like that would be enough for them to maybe kind of like scrap over the cinematic universe and kind of start again. Cause there's no good yeah. way at this point to like 
shoehorn in the I mean, X-Men. Well, because yeah. we, we're getting we're getting an uh, Inhuman show mm-hmm. um, next year or this year at some point. Uh, it was originally going to be a movie next year, and it's now going to be a show instead. Um, and it's probably going to be a continuation of the Inhumans plot that they started on Aids into S.H.I.E.L.D., which mm-hmm. it's actually a really, really good plot. And it deals with a lot of mutants um, and kind of rebrands them as Inhumans, even though Inhumans do exist in the original you know, Marvel series, but they're kind of a whole thing with like the uh, royal family of Inhumans. Um, so it's, it's interesting, but they've introduced a lot of mutants. Um, we've got Quake. We've got also Ghost Rider, which is a whole separate thing, which they did a really cool way of introducing that, um, which I don't know if any of you watched Aids into S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I'm not cut up. I'm cut up to the end of the Ghost Rider arc but i haven't started lmd yet so i want to right now there's a actually a new uh x-men show on yes Fox, legion 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 and it's yeah. insanely good have you watched it? i've watched a couple of the episodes so far love it I it cannot... looks interesting is it okay is it because it's obviously fox's x-men mm-hmm. is it in the same canon universe so that's kind of what they're alluding to because they know we know he's a mutant yeah they're alluding to it but it, so far we haven't like had full-fledged like connections to it but like you kind of get the sense and so like it's kind of telling this one-off story of the character his name is david holler that's right and he's legion yeah and so he's legion and so it's kind of telling his story it's like his origin story and it's actually insanely well done it's done in the very kind of style that we see from all the x-men movies today has that fox kind of appeal on it and so it's an insanely well done show. I highly recommend it if like superhero shows are kind of your thing right now. Interesting. I might I might have to check it out. I'm I haven't been big on the Fox universe for a while. Uh, I thought Apocalypse was bad, um, but I'm I'm so excited for Logan. I don't know if I'm gonna go to premiere a premiere next week, but we'll see. Um, moving on from that, Star Wars. Um, we know we talked last week about the name confirmation that it is the Last Jedi. Well, it turns out due to some language translations, we know that. The use of Jedi in that sense is plural mm-hmm. um, because I believe it was Brazilian that, or it was uh, not Portuguese. And so, so, yeah, Portuguese in Brazil. And then the same thing happened with the German translation as well mm-hmm. because the word that they use to say the in German, it has a plural connotation right. to it and because there's three different ways to say the in German. Mm-hmm. So they got that was like the first hint and then with this portuguese one i think that's kind of the one that like now has sold everyone that it means multiple jedi and when we had you know return of the jedi that was meant to be ambiguously plural or Mm non-plural because it was the return it was luke coming back but it was also the idea that anakin became a jedi again it was no longer sith Mm -hmm. so that's exciting i don't we don't know if it's saying that Rey and Luke are the last of the Jedi or if it's saying that it's there's something else but it's not the Jedi anymore because I mean the Jedi honestly the Jedi really died with the death of the Jedi Council mm-hmm. in the prequel series yeah. and although Luke is a Jedi he obviously didn't do a good job of restarting the Jedi so yeah. he has his uh his protege killed everyone which is uh. a little sad because <laughs> uh before Disney wanted to cancel the entire expanded universe. It, there was a lot of really well done stories yes. about how Luke was able to reinstate the Jedi Order. The, the, the expanded Jedi universe Academy. has so many amazing things, mm-hmm. but its biggest issue is that 
everything written for it had to be canon. Yep. And so you really had to shoehorn some things in together. And that's the biggest issue with the, with the Legends universe. Mm-hmm. But there is some very cool stuff about uh, Luke being a Jedi Master and everything. Yeah, and so it would be interesting to see if a lot of those plot points, because we know now that Disney is kind of cherry-picking some moments from those and kind of bringing them in. Right. And so... It would be interesting to see if they continue along that trend along like Luke's uh, like story arc. Maybe it'd be crazy if they like introduced a Mara Jade right. in some capacity, like yeah. something. Which she she was an interesting character, but she also I I actually didn't like her all the time. I feel like people yeah, everyone tried to do different things with did. her. But I don't know. It's a very it's promising for the Star Wars movie, at least leading up into episode nine, and then I guess we'll see like happens to kind of the main story from there but uh i'm at least hopeful now that it's not going to be probably as dark as it was if it's meaning multiple jedi well and they also like they they have we talked about this before but they've said that they don't want the last jedi to be like a dark sequel mm-hmm. the way that empire was they want it to actually be a bit more kooky and fun um so we're hoping it'll be good we also got photos from the set of the new han untitled han solo uh mm-hmm. film which we the the actor who plays young han solo alden uh Ehrenreich, um and so i i still don't know how i feel about him i don't think he looks like a young harrison ford in any sense not many people were super thrilled about his casting in the first place but i wonder if it's something about the way he presents himself though i i'm sure i'm sure they casted him for a reason and i i do after seeing rogue one i really am trusting uh disney to handle this well yeah however i think donald glover looks like a great young uh, especially with his facial hair the way he grew it out he looks so good and he's doing so well because he just got casted to be simba and the new Lion King. Right. Yeah. I forgot. So, I didn't I was gonna talk. I didn't. And I have like raved about a show yes, Lana you so love far. Donald and Glover. so like Donald Glover has been killing it this year. He looks like he's gonna be a great young Lando. Mm-hmm. Um I just wish if anything if we could at least get like some sort of like approval from Harrison Ford going forward. Harrison Ford like, is so done. He he's so he doesn't done. Care. He doesn't. But care. like that be, would probably like settle a lot of fans like questions going into this movie because yeah. it's going it's hard doing a prequel story like this when you're going so far back and i believe we I, do have a date i believe it's going to be coming out sooner rather than later mm-hmm. um we it comes out i think in the spring of next year mm. i have the article up well the main thing i want to talk about is that i believe it's may yes is that um peter mayhew who played chewbacca in the every single movie that Chewbacca's been in um, is finally passing on the torch. He's getting too old to play the actor, especially in like an exciting young Chewbacca. Well, not young. He's still 200 by the time that this Han Solo movie comes around. Um, But he's being played by Junus Suotamo, who is a Finnish actor who's six foot 10. Wow. Um, he so he's taking it for Peter Mayhew, and there was some photos of them together, and it they it looks like they're doing a really good job to be passing the torch. You know, he he said, "I'm I'm very grateful to take on this, and I want to I want to honor Mayhew's legacy as much as possible." So that's well, very cool. And I guess when they were filming um, the newest Jedi movie, um, The Force Awakens, excuse me. They had a double for Chewbacca because right. he was just so old; he could hardly move. Um, he could hardly move, and so. I think that this guy who they cast, I think he was helping as a double at one point mm-hmm. in The Force Awakens. I think so as well. So um, it's really exciting for him. I mean, he's taking on the coolest. And there's role. also, I believe they were, there's a new actor who's playing uh, R2-D2 in the new films as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and which you just, both those characters, you have to have somebody of the correct stature. Yeah. Um, so you have to have somebody very tall for Chewbacca and you have to have a little person to play R2 if you're going to play him like 
technically and not just use like a remote right. control, which they're very, very ad JJ Abrams has been very adamant about doing that. So that's very cool. Yeah. And it's really cool to see Woody Harrelson now joining the Star Wars universe because yes. he is. And we a don't have actor. any confirmation about what he who he's playing. Or uh, anything, the doing. only thing is he's listed as a character called Garrus Shrike. Interesting. And I'm, that's all the information we have on that. So maybe I would assume probably some mentor like role to Han Solo. Yes. But yeah. and as we get closer to that, we can talk about what we what we think the movie is going to be about. Um, but we also got a really cool video this week, which is kind of a. Uh, prequel trailer shot for the new Alien film, Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see um, all of the cast together, kind of in a, in a. It's called the Last Supper, is the name of the video, and it's mm-hmm. meant to be kind of an homage to the scene, the original chestburster scene in the original Alien, um, mm-hmm. with part of it. But you get to kind of see the cast all working together. Um, James Franco. I, I don't know. Um, the fact that they, the way they've kind of teased it is that in, you in the Last Supper short you see. That he's the captain of the ship, but yeah. later on in some of the other trailers and also the way he's listed, another character is listed as the captain as well. So I'm guessing something happens to Franco early on, but it, it's very weird to see him in another role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very interesting cast. Yeah, th- we have a uh, Danny McBride. Yes, Danny McBride is also pl- he's playing, I believe, uh, one of the pilots, mm-hmm. and that's really really interesting. And he's a uh, he's meant to be a reference to um, I think Tallahassee's and or not Tal- Tennessee, Tennessee is the, yeah. the character from the original, uh, even with the hat. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool looking short, and I I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan. He's one of my favorite directors, um, and with him actually coming back to work on this and to also work on the new Blade Runner film this year, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited. I think this is going to be a really big, much needed step for the Alien franchise because Prometheus w- <sighs> was a decent movie. It's not probably it was a good the movie. It step. wasn't a good Alien movie. Yeah, uh, it was it was very interesting and it was very pretty. Uh, and they introduced a lot of things into the universe and kind of brought it to modern times. I'm actually really happy that they're not making this alien film again about Ripley again because mm-hmm. they wanted to. And I just I love Sigourney Weaver and I'm excited to see her in uh, the Defenders. Mm-hmm. But I I got kind of done with her as a character of Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, I love I love Alien. It's my all time favorite horror movie and one of my very f- favorite movies of all time. Um, and I really enjoy Aliens as a, a space action movie. Alien three is disappointing and I kind of don't talk about Alien four. Um, yeah, not and, a lot of people and do. And so those sequels were unnecessary, but I think Covenant is going to be a good entry into the series that isn't mm-hmm. focused on Ripley, but also still tells a good alien story. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I love Alien Isolation as a game. Because so. I feel like there's <laughs> a too. lot of good ways to tell an alien story that doesn't revolve around Ripley. You have all of outer space, basically. Yeah. You can do a lot with it that doesn't just need this one character, you know? Right. So moving on from that, um, Alec, can you tell me about this meme festival, please? Oh. <laughs> So uh, you guys might want to start marking your calendars here, <sighs> oh, but because there's something a little bit more exciting than uh, Comic-Con coming up, and that is <laughs> Melbourne's first annual meme festival. <laughs> and so it is described as basically honoring the likes of Harambe, That Boy, Evil Kermit, Salt Bay, and all the other classic memes. I think I think you were saying something that, that hit a good chord before we started this, and you mentioned DashCon, which for anyone who doesn't know, DashCon, um, basically a bunch of people on Tumblr were always like, oh, Tumblr has such a great community about fandoms. Let's have a convention based around Tumblr, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up basically being kind of a scam. The people who were supposed to run it, they didn't use the money for the con. It the con ended was up basically, in like a warehouse. It was a big, it was a yeah. big empty, it was I think like a ballroom of like a hotel yeah. and it was a big empty ballroom and there was like none of the people who were supposed to be there to sign things, like none of the celebrities showed up and oh. all there really was was a ball pit 
Um, and so okay. people who were there, did you not hear anything about DashCon, Nicole? I didn't. And so people who were there um, who like had ordered like these, these signings and meetings with like famous the actors and stuff, um, they were told that for compensation for, for paying extra and early, they would get an extra hour in the ball pit. Yep. And it was, and it, it was not even like a big ball pit. It was, it was, uh, it was a kitty. It was a yeah. kitty pool full of balls. Yep. Okay. And so this is this is one of the biggest like things who have ever gone just down on Tumblr, and people just always you know make jokes like whenever somebody's like, oh, Tumblr should do this, Tumblr should do that. You you liken back to Dashcon. Yeah, it started a lot of jokes of oh, the reason no one showed up to Dashcon is because they were all actually on Tumblr. Right. <laughs> and so I I have to wonder really this Melbourne meme festival. Oh, because I would as assume. soon as you acknowledge a meme, it, it kind of loses its meme See, status. See, but they're right. not. I don't think they're purposely going to try to rip people off because base tickets are starting for $10 and okay. it's like a two day thing. But what? even I'm just like wondering that? if like a uh, scumbag Steve will be there and well, will he be dressed cause up because he actually goes. To right. Events. And so they're um, I think at VidCon like two years ago, they actually had a panel that was meant to be uh, memes, like basically mm-hmm. people who are memes. And they went up there and talked. Um, and Rooster Teeth also recently put out a documentary um, about memes and about how it affects people. Um, and so I, I wonder if Rooster Teeth is going to have any involvement with this because they, they're obviously very avid about like memes and stuff. But I don't know. It's just a weird idea. And of course, it's in Melbourne. It would be in Melbourne. <laughs> That's like the one thing, like the hardest place for a lot of people to go travel to, I would I yeah. assume, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, flying out to Australia, that's not cheap. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I'm. It's going to be weird because you're going to have people <laughs> cosplaying as memes. Oh, and then man. it's like. And then it's not funny anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That that ruins it the whole time. Yeah. And you know it's going to be like a whole lot of like outdated memes too. And we're definitely going to have people in like gorilla suits all over the place dressed up it's as disgusting. Harambe. Speaking of gorillas, when does Kong come out? Uh, Kong comes out in like two weeks. It comes out March 10th, not March 3rd because it has competition on March right. 3rd with Logan. <laughs> it would be bad for it to come out. Um, It looks interesting. Um, I I really enjoyed the King Kong movie that came out in like what the two thousand like four or early five yeah yeah it was like four or five I can look that up but yeah that was actually this has a really not big, a bad like, it has a remake. really big cast mm-hmm. it has some very serious actors um but it also has some very very casual actors and it has some very like well known kind of uh comedic actors yes. as well but yeah there's like brie larson's attached right. yeah. to this and, and they had they've they said very little about her they've said like one mm-hmm. thing about her role so they've teased her the least um it's also got uh tom hilson tom who's one of my all-time favorite british actors because uh, he's mostly because he's a shakespearean actor mm-hmm. and so i love him in almost everything he does yeah. you got samuel l jackson who's literally in like everything right in some capacity <laughs> apparently but yeah, you also have like John Goodman, John C. Riley, and then you just have like a bunch of other like people you never would it, expect. It really to is an all-star cast, mm-hmm. and it's the same people who did Godzilla, and it's supposed to exist in the same canon as Godzilla oh, because they're building up to Kong sense. versus Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I think they've said that they want to do one. More. They're doing another Godzilla movie. I think it actually comes out near the end of this year. Or it was mm-hmm. supposed to. They might have moved it. And I feel like there's a lot of like interest in that again, thanks in large part I would say probably due to Pacific Rim mm-hmm. because now like. People are kind of into well, this whole Pacific Rim is the best modern American kaiju movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I feel like there's a whole lot of like renewed interest in the whole entire genre for that. Here's what I'm curious about. So they when they were marketing Godzilla, they really were using Brian Cranston to market it. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, it's got Brian Cranston. They all they showed. 
And then, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Godzilla, it's been out a couple years. I don't care. Um, Brian Cranston dies very, very early in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and his son continues as the main character um, for the majority of the movie. Yeah. And it was weird. I wasn't expecting that. I went to the movie looking for Brian Cranston, and he he gets killed off very early. But that movie, it was it was good. It was it took a really long time to get going, mm-hmm. but once it did, there's one scene where uh, Godzilla's fighting these these parasite monsters, and he grabs one of them and basically just rips his jaw open, and then like does his like blast his mm-hmm. like laser thing mm-hmm. down its throat, and that had me bouncing in the seat like it a little kid. Awesome. It, was it was a very like visually appealing. movie. It was a very me. pretty, and it, it definitely harkened back a lot to classic. Godzilla, but there's also a new Godzilla film that either just came out or is coming out that is produced by a Japanese market that is like meant to be very classic Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So it's a kaiju movies are weird. I went to a um, a panel about them at Comic Con last summer and it was it was really interesting. But uh, last little thing is just to end on a sweet note, Ben and Jerry's is finally coming out with vegan ice cream. Yeah, so they have a few flavors already, um, but a few in the last week they released three new vegan flavors um, and they are already available at your local Ben and Jerry's, which is cool. So the first one is their classic cherry Garcia. Um, and then they released what is called caramel almond crunch. And then lastly, the seven layer coconut bar. Yum. Yeah. So, um, don't be fooled by the vegan halo because they are like packed of calories if that's a problem. But I thought it was kind of funny that they added that. Um, if I'm eating a tub of ice cream, I'm not worried about uh, <laughs> well, calories, think Nicole. That, but some people are like, ooh, the vegan option's like it's the true. smarter, safer option. Maybe. Totally not true in this case. <laughs> um, and they've had pretty good reviews, so I'm pretty tempted to go try. Nice. And then they released like a bourbon brown sugar ooh. one. And, That's really um, good. I'm yeah, and they just had one it. with uh, Jimmy Fallon. They just the Tonight Dough. Yeah, the, the Tonight, tonight Dough. Well, no, <laughs> they also have the deal with New Belgium, and I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have tried the New Belgium their beer that yeah. has like it's pretty good. It's, it's really it's good. Good. It's very weird, sweet. It's very sweet. It's got a. It's very weird flavor. It's not something I'd pick up like pick up six pack. Pretty but hoppy, like I would beer. say. Yeah. It's surprisingly hoppy, yeah. actually, yeah. for being. But anyway, we're not a beer show. Maybe we should start a beer podcast. Maybe we should. That could be fun. That could be pop culture. Maybe. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. As always, please tweet us at CSU Collegiate and we'll be back next week to talk more pop culture news.